Persons listening to this show should experience varying degrees of euphoria and might radiate a warm glow of truth from their entire being. This phenomenon sometimes lasts hours after a typical brain massage. If you are listening with another Lights On listener and they begin to glow, don't be concerned. This is a phenomenon normally associated with Pastor Scheidbach's patented brain massage technique and merely means the truth has set them free. The devil beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello, I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor at the Lighthouse Baptist Church in Santa Maria, California. And your brain massage. Get ready for your brain massage. Did you know that our three branches of government are reflected in the prophet Isaiah's declaration in Isaiah 33, 22? Quote, For the Lord is our judge. That's the judiciary. The Lord is our lawgiver. That's the legislative. The Lord is our king. That's the executive. He will save us, end quote. Only when these branches are the Lord's will they function properly on behalf of the people. Otherwise, they become instruments of tyranny. Need proof? Just look around. Yeah, you see it. Betrayed and played. Let's talk about what Congress can and can't do, what it should do and doesn't. What has Trump taught us? The thing that is fundamentally wrong with our government right now, the government has formed an alliance against the people. The interests of the government no longer serves the interests of the people, nor does the government serve at the pleasure of the people. Why I support Trump? Well, that's simple. He loves America as founded. He gets it. Government has become the enemy of the people, and he's promised to give the power back to the people. And he has a proven track record of keeping his promises and of getting the job done. And he openly acknowledges the God of our fathers and the Lord Jesus Christ, that this nation is a nation under God. Okay, my friends, it's time for your brain massage. Truth. Served here, flavored by delectable wit, delicious sarcasm, succulent sagacity, a gourmet meal for the mind. Betrayed and played? Are we being served by Mike Johnson? I must say that most of the time, I think Johnson's doing a good job, and he is certainly moving the Congress in the right direction, but sometimes he makes me nervous. The first time I got nervous was during his acceptance speech when he received the gavel. It seemed to me he was making way too much of a point about the need to come together, you know, and to work together and all that, well, nonsense in our current environment. Come on. This country is so polarized. There's no working together. There is no more middle ground. Come together to do what? Come together for the sake of whose interests? We no longer share a common set of values or even purpose. And you can no longer play the game for America's interests because you have to answer the question, which America are you talking about? Well, let's start there. Which America? The America founded by the fathers of our nation looks almost nothing at all like the Obama nation we're living in right now. I understand the roots of the Obama nation, a play on abomination. Yeah, you got it go well beyond him in our, in our immediate past. I get that. Wilson was probably our first communist president. I mean, in the idea that government is the answer to every social need. He pushed for government to go after corruption, right? In the corporate world and to end poverty. And, and in order to accomplish this and other social reforms, he worked to encourage increasing centralization of power in the executive to form a top-down hierarchy in which behind the facade of government against corporate interests, he was actually laying the foundation for a marriage of the government with corporate America 
And that evolved into what we have today, a tyrannical corporate complex protected by their hired guns, the United States government's full power of coercion. The combination of big corporations and government power to protect their interests and protect them from the plebs, you know, by controlling elections. Yeah, that has led to the mess that we have right now. Government no longer represents we the people. It represents them, the corporations. We have an identity crisis in this country, not only in the confusion that has risen over gender distinctions or indistinction now. That's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, who cannot see that God made us male and female? It is what the Bible says. And it should be obvious to anyone grounded in reality. Anything you learn from nature, honestly, you learn from God. But look, the designer, the creator. But the identity crisis goes beyond that absurdity. It's seen in the weird bipolar-like behavior of those who talk about saving America from the likes of Trump and his followers, uh, the same who regularly trash America as systemically racist. So what are they trying to save? Isn't it weird how hatefully progressives talk about America while posturing publicly as being all about saving her? The strange paradox of a black man kneeling during the national anthem is an example of this in protest against an anthem sung to a country He refuses to leave because of the freedom that he has here in this country to kneel in protest to his anthem. (laughs) I mean, the odd, almost surreal, bipolar image of an openly queer politician protesting against the United States support for Israel against a Muslim country that attacked her. A country that would execute homosexuals publicly. Or Tlaib setting a Palestinian flag outside her congressional office door. It's an American congressperson, by the way with a Palestinian flag set outside her door, showing her solidarity with a people who, if she lived among them and dared to speak out against them as she does now, against America, her own country, or dared to set an American flag outside her door, would without doubt drag her into the street and publicly cut her head off. I saw a meme, I think it was Tlaib or Elhan, one of these, dressed in burqa head wrap with the message, I came to America where I enjoy free speech and I'm using my free speech to turn America into my country uh, that would deny my right to free speech. And you see what I mean. But this identification confusion does not only affect or shall I say infect the communists, Marxists, atheists, secularists and the rest of the ists. There is identity confusion among God-fearing patriots also. Many patriots serving in our government, true patriots, but they confuse the government with the people. For example, you're hearing, you know, you probably have heard this and noticed it maybe, as I have, uh, many of these movies and other situations uh, where, where the idea is that you serve the government, you say. They're recruiting people to serve your government. And we see movies where soldiers are challenged to make grave sacrifices for their government. Uh, you know, are you willing to do this for your government? What a bunch of propaganda nonsense. I mean, really? Why would anyone die for a government? The government is institutionalized tyranny unless the government is of and by and for the people. Our loyalty oaths are not to a government, it's to the Constitution, the Constitution of the United States of America. And the Constitution organizes and limits government. Our Constitution, together with its amendments, serve as a chain, as it were, to limit, to restrain that beast, as our framers put it. The American Constitution in particular is indicative of the bands and cords of Christ. Three branches of government, judiciary, legislative, and executive, are represented in Christ's rule over heaven and earth. I mentioned it at the outside of the show today. Isaiah 33, 22, the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. 
the Lord is our king, he will save us. Do you see the difference? Government is not our judge, lawgiver, or king. God is. When this nation acknowledges Jesus Christ as king and aligns our three branches under God so that the Lord is our judge over the entire judiciary and the Lord is our lawgiver over the entire legislature and the Lord is our king over the entire executive. Well, then in that case, our government can function within the limits of its ordaining authority. Romans 13, 1-6. All power, the Bible says, is ordained by God, right? All of it. You've heard the verse. It's one of the most popular ones in the Bible. That and judge not. The judiciary, the legislative, and the executive. All power is under Christ. This word power translates the Greek word that speaks of authority or right to rule. Jesus said all of it was given to him. Jesus Christ is the Lord God incarnate. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the ordaining authority over government. Government is only legitimate insofar as it is under God. And only power ordained by God is recognized as a legitimate power in the earth. For he said, quote, there is no power but of God, end quote. So if there is no power but of God, then the only power that's recognized is, anyway, here, let me explain it this way. Anyone exerting a power or power that is not of God is not a power. Not according to the Bible. Now watch, I, I, I know what some of you are thinking. Follow along here. It's similar to how the Bible refers to gods and then insists, on the other hand, that there is only one God. The scripture acknowledges there are gods many and lords many. You'll see it in 1 Corinthians 8, 5. And yet repeatedly, the Bible asserts there is only one God. Consider this as a, as a perfect example. It's in Isaiah 44, verse 8. It says, is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Whoa. And yet, the same Bible refers to many gods and by their names. Chemosh, Milcom, which is Molech, Ashtoreth, which is a goddess, by the way. So are, are these actually gods? We put it together and the answer is obvious. No. Quote, for though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God. And that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 5 and 6a. So it is that though there be many powers in the earth, there is only one power. The only king that has the divinely ordained right to rule is Christ, God's Son. We recognize no other. Only those governments that align under Christ have any legitimate authority. Those that are called powers are to be resisted by us, not assisted. Have you ever read Ephesians 6.12? For we wrestle against powers. If we are told to be subject to the powers in Romans 13.1, and then we're told we wrestle against powers in Ephesians 6.12, and that's by the same apostle, by the way, in the same Bible, well, it's clear there's some distinction to be made here. And that distinction is seen, in part, in the addition of the word higher in Romans 13.1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher power. Now, the higher power is huparche, the supreme power. Uh, that is over all that would be called powers. You are to be subject to God's ordained powers and to wrestle against those powers under them that refuse to submit to Christ as king. And that's what Psalm 2 is all about. Yeah, you've got kings in the earth and you've got princes and they're getting together and they're railing in a rage against Christ. 
against God's anointed, against his rule. The exercise of all and any earthly power is under the ordaining authority of Christ, and it is given specific and limited powers to act in his name. According to Romans 13, the ordained power is not a terror to good works, but to the evil. That's a flat and direct statement. Ergo, <laughs> any power, rulers or governments, that will use uh, its or his or her position to be a terror to good works, well, that betrays them as a power that is not ordained of God. It's like these little gods out there that, that some of these people worship. They're not God. And there's these little powers out there people exercise, and they're not the power. Such a ruler is abusing the power and is not acting within the authority of the higher power. Those who hold a position to execute the ordained power are given authority to use the sword of justice for the limited purpose of executing wrath upon evildoers. Romans 13, 4. When Biden and his administration call for and support the persecution of his political opponents, namely Donald Trump and MAGA supporters, they are acting contrary to the higher power the power that is over them. We as Christians have an obligation, according to the Bible, to wrestle against that abuse of power. Because the bands and cords of Christ, though weakened, are nonetheless present in America, you notice these wicked rulers have to call good evil and evil good as a way to justify what they're doing. Without the bands and cords, well, they would just act in their own name and do whatever they wanted to as long as they had the power to do it. They would act according to the old pagan principle, might makes right. Remember, Abraham Lincoln talked about that. But they must legitimize their abuse of power. So they have to keep up their lying narrative that Trump's evil, Trump's bad. And to do this, they have fabricated the whole Russian collusion lie. And now we know it's a lie. And the insurrection lie. And more and more information is coming out that we had already. But finally, the rest of the public's beginning to see another hoax, another fraud perpetrated by the Democrats against their own constituents. And now it's all about trying to make it out that Trump defrauded the banks with false statements about the value of his properties to secure loans. You've got to be kidding me. And yet all those loans have been paid off. And who today does not know that property values are not fixed by some, well, government edict or by any bank? The fact is you could tell a bank your $500,000 home is worth a million. If that's what it's worth to you, there's nobody to dictate to you how, how to value your property. It's up to the banks and their underwriters to determine whether the value is there sufficient to underwrite the loan. And apparently those banks did their due diligence and found it to be okay. This whole thing is ridiculous. How is it possible Trump deceived these banks by overstating the value of his properties when they could go and verify for themselves what that property is worth as far as they're concerned. First of all, he didn't do that. Property values are not determined by something called market price alone. We all know that. Some factors can greatly reduce or enhance value. If someone died in one of the bedrooms of the house you're trying to sell, good luck. Even though by every other measurement, it's equivalent to a house considered worth a million, you would be hard-pressed to get that much money for it. Another property, like one owned by Donald Trump, though equivalent in every way to a property valued at a million, could very likely be sold for multiple millions of dollars. Just by that factor alone, the point is that there is no crime here. No one was defrauded of anything. And yet Biden can take huge payments, millions from China, from uh, companies that work under the auspices of the Chinese Communist Party. And the same so-called Department of Justice pursuing these false charges against Trump these trumped-up charges, uh, they won't even conduct a legitimate investigation into the matter concerning Biden. How long did it take these yahoos to hold Hunter in contempt for refusing to appear before Congress to testify? 
It wasn't until Mike got in there. Now, I need to take a short break. I'll finish this on the other side. We need to understand what's going on with our Republican-led Congress and how these uh, identity crises problems, what? Was Mike not, uh, I don't know, was Mike not in there when they did that? Okay, whatever. It wasn't until a whole lot of pressure got pushed on them in either case. But I think it was after Mike. But anyway, I'm going to take a short break and I'll finish this on the other side. We need to understand what's going on with our Republican-led Congress and how this identity crisis problem, in this case, causing confusion with regard to whether the government is the people or serves the people and how that's affecting even some of the best representatives on the Hill. I'll be right back. Most believe Satan owns the world and has the right to rule it. They think Christians should leave politics to unbelievers, that believers have no place in government. Well, Christians, how's that working for you? You see, the fact is Satan has fed you a lie. Satan depends on Christians staying in the dark about the fact that Jesus Christ defeated him and Satan has no right to rule one square inch of territory on this planet. Learn the truth. It will set you free. Satan wants you to believe the world belongs to him and that you, Christian, have no say and no place in it. But the secret is out. Jesus is king and all mankind are his subjects. Satan has no right to rule an inch of territory in the earth. Learn how to claim the earth for Jesus Christ. Get God's War. Go to GodsWar2020.com. Let my people breathe. Unmasking the mass controversy with science and scripture. Available wherever you buy your books. The devil beware. Pastor Scheidbach is on the air. Hello and welcome back. I'm Dr. Scheidbach, pastor of the Lighthouse, your brain masseur, and Paul Revere's lantern lighter, lighting the lamps in the church belfry arch, singing the enemies on the march, and the enemy that would steal from us our liberties. Some patriots are frustrated with Mike Johnson's leadership in the House because it seems he's compromising with the devil in these continuing resolutions. All they seem to be continuing is the corruption of our DOJ, FBI, CIA, so I keep it Merrick Garland, Ray, and and that special persecutor, Jack, energizing the vendetta of Letitia James and Fannie Willis and Alvin Brown, all this. All these wicked abusers of the power who have and continue to exceed their authority and so have forfeited any claim on Romans 13 protections. They have none, by the way. And frankly, this is a good question. Why is Speaker Johnson and the Republican Hell House willing to continue funding these wicked rulers? And the answer is that they are dedicated to protecting the government and keeping it going. Do you realize that you, you could wipe out the entire bureaucracies, virtually the entire bureaucracies of the judiciary, the legislature, the executive, and you would have not eliminated those branches of government. Do you understand that? They are identified in the Constitution and they live in perpetuity with the Constitution. You would merely have to find righteous people to take the place of these wicked people in those branches. Tom Fitton asks us to call the hotline for Congress at 202-225-3121. And follow the prompt in, in order that you might deliver your message uh, that Congress needs to use the power of the purse to shut down Merrick Garland, Ray, and Smith, and they need to be defunded. Back in September last year, Fitton pointed out that Congress can act to protect Americans from a runaway Biden administration abuse of power against the American citizens by using the continuing resolution to defund the Department of Justice. Uh, you know, he suggested Congress should have a hearing uh, in which they show the reasons they will not give another dime to the Department of Justice until they get rid of Garland, Merrick, Ray, and, you know, throw in that idiot Mayorkas while you're at it. Uh, actually, take action to defund Homeland Security until Mayorkas resigns, defund the Department of Justice until Garland resigns, put a contingency there that uh, Mayorkas resigns, and then funding resumes for Homeland Security, right? Merrick Garland resigns. 
uh, over the DOJ. Oh, by the way, and Christopher Ray resigns over the FBI within the DOJ, and then funding for the DOJ can resume. And by the way, uh, we have a precedent for this. Remember when Joe Biden demanded the Ukraine president fire prosecutor uh, Shokin, I think his name was, uh, who was pursuing an investigation against Burisma, the company Joe's son worked for. Remember when Joe said you need to get rid of Shotkin, Shotkin's whatever it was, and, and the, you know that pesty prosecutor, or you can just forget about the billion dollars in aid that America promised you. Uh, by the way, that was voted on by the U.S. Congress uh, to be sent to Ukraine. Uh, neither Obama nor Biden had any authority over that. Talk about acting outside their authority. Well, according to Biden's own testimony, Shazam, it worked. And of course, he didn't say Shazam, although he did call somebody a dog-faced pony soldier once. <laughs> Instead, Biden used the expression that speaks of the male child of a female dog. Um, he admitted that he fraudulently used blackmail to force a country uh, to comply with his interest in protecting a company that his son worked for from being investigated by an honest Ukrainian prosecutor. So if Biden did it, it's got to be okay with all you liberals, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, the argument is that Congress ought to legitimately use its power over the purse strings, and that's the sword, as it were, that, that Congress has to use uh, in our government to enforce the will of the people against these oppressors. So bottom line again, listen, uh, these representatives are put there by the people and responsible to represent them. The Democrats don't care about the people. They care only about power. They play fast and loose against the interests of the people because they know the system is rigged and that they're not really ultimately answerable to the people. They are answerable to the power players who provide the money and the protection from their miserable record and who run the voting fraud machine, the best one in history. Remember that? According to Biden's own words, by the way, would you like to hear Biden's statement? Here it is. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Fact checkers to the rescue. Biden misspoke. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the bungling idiot didn't mean to spill the beans. God stepped in, I think, squeezed that devil's heart, made it speak the truth. The evidence is in. Obama and Hillary expected to win against Trump in 2016 because they had put in place the most extensive voter fraud organization in the history of the United States. But it failed because it was overwhelmed by massive support for Trump. And that was hidden from them, mostly because of their pride. And so anyway, uh, so they went all in in 2020. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. But they went so far as to expose themselves, and now they have a problem because, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're watching you. So it is, like I said a few shows back, unless the Congress, with its Republican majority, is willing to use the power they've been given to protect the people instead of working so hard to protect the government. Well, we're not going to get justice. We need a Congress that works for the people and not for the government. 
We need someone representing the Constitution, not someone controlled by a desire to protect the government. Uh, this government is unconstitutional. I mean, uh, from top to bottom, with some exceptions hanging around, suspended in the middle of all this mess. You tell the government that the people say you either abide by the Constitution or you don't get any of our tax dollars, period. Uh, that's the identity crisis among Republicans. We expect the deep state gopers to think in terms of, well, we've got to protect the government at all costs. Got to keep the government going. But it looks like Mike and the many others are also in some measure infected with this lie. But my friends, you must protect the Constitution. That's your highest duty to the people, not the government, the people. The Constitution is being trampled by Biden, Mayorkas, Merrick, Ray, and with their deep state foot soldiers like Jack Smith and Letitia, whoever, in New York. And that's not a complete list, by the way. And their judges, like this moron in Goron. And to answer a question I hear out there, no, I don't have any more respect for these usurping traitors against the Constitution and our liberties than Elisha did for wicked King Ahab. Read about it in 2 Kings 3.14. Congress refusal to use their power, the power invested in them by the Constitution, the highest power in the land that is duly set under the higher power of Christ, Jesus the Lord. That's the chain of command, Christ, the Constitution, the people who by their right of consent appoint representatives. Then, then comes the judiciary, legislative and executive branches, co-equal and separate, specifically appointed to provide a check against any deviation from the Constitution that might occur in any of the other branches. The judiciary has the sword of uh, executing the law and sentencing. The executive has the sword of justice. The legislative has the sword of law, making laws, but it has one more thing that none of the others have. That's the sword of the purse. Congress, listen up. When the DOJ sticks its filthy hands into the, into the treasury of the people's purse, slap it for us, please. Slap it hard. Use the ruler of law, if you have to, to wrap those knuckles on our behalf. Same for Homeland Security and the intelligence community, too. The whole lot of them. Tell them, you get rid of Mayorkas, you get rid of Merrick and Ray, you fire Jack Smith, and send a strong reproof to New York's persecutor, Letitia, whatever, her, James, it is. yeah, here it is, James, and put the fear of God in the judges too. We pay these people. They work for us. We want our Constitution upheld. That's your oath. Do it. But right now, we have an identity crisis throughout the entire country. And among our conservative House of Representatives, there, there continues to be this misconception that their primary job is protecting the government. No, you're wrong. Your primary responsibility is to God and to the oath you made to protect the Constitution. What has Trump taught us? The thing that is fundamentally wrong with our government right now. It needs to be given back to the people. And that's what Trump promised us that he would do. The progressives in government are worse than the conservatives. They have formed an alliance against the people. And they're, they're trying to interfere with your, your right to choose Trump if you want to. These wicked people control the government. The interests of government are no longer aligned with the interests of the people. And that will continue until conservatives in control of the purse strings send our message to these evil people that we are not going to continue paying to support their efforts to enslave us or until we get the power of our right of consent returned to us, 
and then we'll just rise up and vote the entire operation out of business. No more of this non-accountus liberalis. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. We are done with letting you people destroy our rights without accountability to the oath you took. The whole country is in violation of their oaths. Our oaths to God are supposed to be in God we trust, not in Fauci we trust, not in Social Security we trust, not in Medicare we trust, no, in God we trust, not government. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Anyway, that's why I support Trump. I have lit the lamps to the church belfry arch. You let me know you see they're on. Email me by going to our website, brainmassage.net. Again, brainmassage.net. Find the contact us button and send me an email. You can leave a message for us on our listener response hotline. Dial 1-805-314-2114. We have Dr. Benny Beckham, the Prairie Evangelist, with us this week. Come on out to our services. Sunday morning begins at 9.30, continues uh, through to noon, and then we come back at 5 o'clock, and then at 7 on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Come see us. God bless you. God bless America, and I'll see you in church.